0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Hello once again, my friends. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I'm proud once again to be able to deliver to you Bad Language. It's the show where I, well, I'm never really reserved, but it's the show that they let me go off the rails a little bit and rant and rave and have some fun with you, and that's what we're going to do as always. But if you love the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's July, and you're checking out a podcast on Today of All Days, Independence Day. Yes, it is July 4th. Happy July 4th to everybody. I hope plenty of freedom and fireworks are in your day. I hope you remember why this day is here and why we celebrate this day as well and keep safe and don't blow your hand off like a guy in Florida just did just a couple days ago. That's a very dangerous thing. So for me, I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how I became a fan. And when you're talking about Independence Day and freedom, you're free to follow any team you want. I'm sure back in the days of Russia, when they had the Russian hockey team that dominated for all those years until USA, USA, 1980 and Lake Placid took them down. Oh, Mike Urizioni and friends, Herb Brooks former Penguins coach, may you rest in peace. That was just a wonderful time. If you've never seen the movie Miracle, check that out. Don't know how historically accurate it is, but it's Disney, so it's pretty good. But back in the day, if you were in Russia, you had to root for the red and gold. You had no choice. If his name was Tetriak or anything like that. With Russia, it was the team that you had to follow. You had no choice. In America, you have a choice. You have the freedom to pick the team that you want. And with some families, it's really not a freedom. It's with families, you grow up and this is a certain house. If you're in New England... The mass holes, which I think is really funny. It's not really derogatory. If I was a New England fan, I would call myself a mass hole. I think that's really funny. But if you're in New England, man, you're a diehard Red Sox fan. I don't think there's many Yankees fans walking around Boston. I really don't. There's You do not see Ravens fans floating around Pittsburgh. It's rare, really rare to see. I'm sure it's possible but it's rare. Now I live in Maryland. And the cool thing about living in Maryland is when the Colts left, which uh, terrible thing, March 31st, the Mayflower trucks back in 1984, they took off. They stole out in the middle of the night. How dirty is that? Now, if you're like Tina Turner, and you're trying to escape Ike Turner from burning you with, with clothes hangers and beating you up and and basically making you hostage, then you, know, you go and grab your stuff in the middle of the night and you get out. If you're an abused wife, you run away, yeah, but not a football team. And that was a mess. If you go back and watch the 30 for 30, it was the very first 30 for 30. It was called The Band Played On. And it was about the Colts marching band, but it was about how they just went away. And the Ursays, my gosh, the, that was just that was just an absolute mess. And I think Bob Ursay was drunk half the time when he was doing those press conferences, and he was trying to hold Baltimore hostage, which I like Baltimore as a city. But the thing is, when they left. Some people were saying, I am done with the RSAs. I'm done with the Colts. I'm done. I'm not following the Indianapolis Colts. So they were looking for a team. And some of them stumbled on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not many of them were ready to go over to the Redskins. Some of them did at the time. Or Washington football team, I apologize. We're now the Commanders. You know, it's really funny. I'm going to go off track. I'm looking at... Old records and uh they're they're actually replacing the Redskins with the Commanders, like the Commanders won the uh, Super Bowl and Super Bowl 17, and John Riggins was a commander. You know, it's like well, what? No. No, you, you can't completely revise history. You could change the name, but they were still the name. But, anyways, a lot of teams we're vying for the hearts of the Baltimore fans. And a lot of them stumbled on Pittsburgh at the time. And so when I live in Maryland here, there's a lot of black and gold here. There's more Steeler bars in my town than there are Ravens bars. In fact, we've got a Primanti Brothers here. And it's awesome to have a Primanti Brothers 10 minutes away from my house. I can go there, I can be a Steeler fan. The only thing they did in the mural, they have Washington players. My gosh, Ovechkin's in the mural. Kyle Ripkins in the mural, which is okay. Ray Lewis is in the mural, which is not okay, but you know, they they got to be smart. They've got they've got to recognize and not alienate those fans. You can't put it make it all Pittsburgh in this market. So that's smart, and I can get behind that because I want it to stay. So I can make that concession. I have no problem with seeing some black and orange and some purple and some burgundy and gold in there, but it's predominantly black and gold. So which is awesome. Reminds me, I need a Pittsburgher. I got to go to Primanti's. I have some gift cards burning a hole in my pocket, and that's that's really strange. But you become a fan for different reasons. I was just talking a couple minutes ago about family. I grew up in a, a Pittsburgh household. I grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And when you're growing up in Johnstown, this is the 70s. Really, the late 70s when I was starting elementary school. And they had the polls right before the Super Bowl and the little school newspapers. You know, it was just like one mimeograph. Do you remember mimeograph? Yeah, it was before copy machines. They had the mimeograph pages with like the purplish blue ink on the paper and they'd pass them out. You get like one copy per classroom and they would put down. Everybody who they wanted to win the Super Bowl. And I remember my sister had one because she was probably in middle school at the time. And she had one, and it was Super Bowl 13. And everybody said, yo, Steelers, 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 Steelers. And so then there was like one or two stragglers that put down Cowboys who they wanted to win the Super Bowl. But There was black and gold everywhere. It was the city of champions and 79 comes around. 79 is great because you have the pirates, the family, and you felt the family. And disco was going on and you had Sister Sledge belting out that song all the time. It, It was great. And you really felt like you were family with the Steelers because your family was watching the Steelers. My dad will tell me about the Immaculate Reception 50th anniversary, by the way, coming up in December. I have to get Frenchie to return my calls. He returned my call before. we. Re- I actually had a chance to uh, hang out with Frenchie Fuqua. Actually, twice. Great guy. But uh, I'd love to talk to him about it, but I'm sure he's going to be in major demand in the next couple of months when we celebrate that. But the thing about family my dad he uh hold up with some people in my mom's family that said hey bill it's it's going to be on closed circuit tv but if we go to this hotel close to pittsburgh we can go ahead and watch it cuz it's going to be blacked out here and this is 1972 so my dad who doesn't drink they were drinking that day and they uh it triggered an asthma attack for the poor guy, I, I remember. And uh, I guess uh, my mom and some family members had to go pick him up, which is unusual because the guy never drinks. But he was watching the Immaculate Reception, and it was just it was just an amazing moment, you know. But I remember my mom's side of the family especially. You would go on a Sunday, and this was an Italian family. In Johnstown, PA. And for breakfast, they would have fried dough and meatballs. No sauce on the meatballs. But fried dough, you could put either sugar or powdered sugar or jelly or what have you. And then you would have fried meatballs. But in the background, you'd be smelling the sauce and the spare ribs in the sauce. And there was more meatballs. So when it was time for lunch, right around 12 o'clock, it had to be 12 o'clock because one o'clock, the clock struck Steelers, you know, and this is the late seventies, early eighties that I'm remembering. And so you would have that big meal. All these people would, I mean, all these people would show up in my, uh, grandparents house. And it, it was just amazing. And we would watch the game, and I'd always be laying on the floor because there was no couch room for, for the kid, which is fine. And I was right next to the TV, and and uh, I remember at one time, my mom was like, come on, Brian, come on, let the adults watch the game. And I'm like, no, I want to watch the game. And they're like, no, let them watch the game. Because they knew because of football cards, and they knew that I kept my mouth shut, which is hard. <laughs> A little Brian Anthony Davis keeping his mouth shut but i knew the time and place but i absorbed and i listened to everything all these italian dudes were saying and watching the steelers and and yeah the yinzer italian accent going which which is really fun and and watching the, these games and absorbing and i became then smart about the steelers because You throw in the sticker books, the NFL sticker books, you throw in the football cards, and you throw in the knowledge of everybody that's around you, you know what's going on. And that's why I know the trivia that I know, because I just associate those days and watching it with family and absorbing and just putting it in the mental bank so i could i could remember you know what they used to complain about in the early 80s and my dad said i don't don't complain about this this is smart but they're like yeah franco he's running out of bounds all the time franco late in his career he was running out of bounds and yeah my dad's like he's trying to extend his career he's trying not to get hit as much franco was a pretty durable guy so it's it's really interesting, you know you get that from family. then you get a little bit older, and what happens? You get introduced to other things, just like you meet a girl, her family is into different things that your family's into, or you have friends that are into something. And you start branching out. But do you ever go back on the family? Sometimes you do. Confession time, yeah. I did it a little bit, but not to an egregious extent that you would take my black and gold card. I'm going to talk about that when we come back on an Independence Day episode of Bad Language from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Welcome back to part two of Bad Language. It is Independence Day. Yes, July 4th, 2022. Do you believe that this year is half over? My Goodness. We're going to be talking about camp in 22 days. No, they're going to be in camp in 22 days. That is going to be amazing. And you've got to be checking out behind the steel curtain for all of your camp needs. Training Camp Confidential is going to be coming out around then. Also, you're going to have all kinds of articles to get you ready. So if you love to read about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and the crew, man, they put it all together. If there's breaking news to be seen, you will see it there first. And that's just not a catchphrase. It's true. Man, they are on top of it and they have it published. There's some times that they anticipate things and they have it ready and they have it published. Like if they know that Kenny Pickett's gonna get a contract, that article's written, they put in the details and you see it before everybody else. And you know why? Because they know what's gonna happen, they're fans, they know what's going on. But one thing that these guys do, they check at least one or two good sources before it gets posted. They're not going to give you garbage out there. And there's there's very rarely going to be a retraction. You know why? Because they make sure that it is true. That's what makes BTSC so credible. And if you love to listen about the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's what we're here on this side for. On the podcast side. Yeah, I write too. I started out as a writer. We all basically started out as writers, mostly. But now it's becoming some podcasters are starting to write. And we have close to 20 podcasters here on the podcasting side. And we're number one in SB Nation. Every month since October, the Philadelphia Eagles site of SB Nation, they were dominant. Then in October, we took the crown. And the numbers are going to come out for June in a day or two. And we're set to be number one again. So that should be eight straight months. That is just something that I'm very proud of as the podcast producer here. And I know Jeff and Dave are too. Great show. So this morning, we had another edition of Let's Ride. It's July 4th. We don't take the day off. There was a Let's Ride. You're listening to me right now. And then later on, tonight, I'm going to be back. I said to Tony Defio. And I told Shannon White, I'm like, it's July 4th. Enjoy the time with your families. You know, no, we've got a show to do. We're gonna do it. They're thrilled to do a show. On Christmas Day, we do shows. It might not be your regular lineup, but I make sure that a show's out there. Cause what happens? What what happens if you are riding alone? You're driving somewhere you're driving to get to family or you're driving back or you need something to listen to. You're working. You're the one guy that you're a security guard that can't take off or you're working at sheets or you're working at the hospital and it's late at night and you have something you want to listen to and you want to learn about the Steelers. That's what we're here for too. That's what BTSC does. So you're going to have us all the time. And if there's a show you want to go back and listen to from an exciting time, like when the Steelers beat the Ravens in December, go check out those shows. They're in the archives. Not hard to find wherever you download a podcast, your favorite podcast. I hope it's BTSC. And if it is, you can go out and find all of these shows. If you want to hear us celebrating during the NFL draft of Kenny Pickett, or some of us lamenting Kenny Pickett, we've got shows for that too. We're all over it. So with that being said, let's get back into it. And we're talking about how you become a Steeler fan. Why you become a Steeler fan. And family's a big part of the thing. You're influenced by family, and we talked about that in part one. And I'm definitely, we, we are a black and gold family. And my kids are not huge football fans. They'll watch some of the games, but we have parties almost every week. Before COVID, we were here all the time. And my wife would organize it. She really wouldn't watch the games, but she would man the upstairs and keep the kids upstairs unless they wanted to come down and watch the game and absorb the game. But everybody's welcome downstairs, so some of her friends would be upstairs. Some of her friends, the women would be downstairs, too, because they wanted to watch the game. And it didn't matter where you were as long as you were there and enjoying. it. Everybody's wearing a Steeler something. And at my house, if you walk in without a Steeler jersey, I'm going to the closet. I'm handing you one. I'm like, all right, you could wear this. The year that Pouncey broke his ankle... My buddy broke his ankle, and he's a big guy too, like Pouncy. And I had this big Pouncey jersey, and I gave it to him and to wear. I never got it back. He said, "I'll give it back." I am like, "Nah, hold on to it. So wear it when you come to the, the games." And he's a Washington fan, and he came to me when they named them the Commanders this year, and he said, "I, I just don't even know if I could do this anymore." I am like, "There is room on the dark side." If you want to come over to the Steelers, there's room. So I made him up a Steeler Nation card, put his face wearing that jersey in it, uh, an official membership to Steeler Nation. And he said, I'm going to see how this season goes. But I'm like, all right, we're right here for you. But he would always come and watch the games. And he became, Pittsburgh became his second favorite team because he was watching it with us. And one of the things he said, he's like, Washington fans don't do what you guys do as much. I never have this camaraderie. I never have this live or die attitude watching a game. And I really get into it. I love being with you guys on Steelers Sunday. So we're trying to convert them. And, you know, you get influenced by f- friends. And I was talking about that right before the break. I'm going to talk about it now. I drifted a little bit. But when you're a kid, you get. You kind of get influenced by the hot things nineteen eighty one we'll talk about baseball nineteen eighty one you know i'm eleven actually I'm ten in nineteen eighty one i i'm nine most of nineteen eighty one and then I turned ten in december. I love baseball loved the pirates. the pirates were still trying to uh hold on to the seventies, but they were starting to fade a little bit. And in 1981, the Dodgers had a rookie named Fernando Valenzuela, Fernando mania with a Mexican pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he was, this guy was rookie of the year. He's amazing. Everybody loved Fernando back then. And so my uncle, who was a Steeler season ticket holder, talked about him a lot in the past. He's responsible for a lot of my fanhood, too. He was at all those Italian dinners I was talking about. And he moved to Los Angeles, had a heart attack, went to Los Angeles um, to be around good weather and for an opportunity. His wife had an opportunity out there, my aunt. So he sent me a Fernando Valenzuela poster and a Dodgers jacket. And the Dodgers are playing the New York Yankees. And we just hated the Yankees. I think everybody hates the Yankees. You know, I mean, you have those, you know, I was, you have Yankees fans everywhere, maybe except Boston. I'm sure there's some there too, but, you know, as far as Yankees fans going, you know, there was a bunch in the Johnstown area where I grew up, and and so it's always around Yankee fans, but my family, I remember my uncles, was actually rooting for Montreal so they could freeze out those bastards. (laughs) I remember him saying that first time i heard that word i had to go uh, ask my parents what it meant and uh, uncle joe the best uh so yeah people just didn't like the yankees and so here i am i'm rooting for them against the yankees and they come back they were down and they come back and the dodgers win and i i started to adopt the dodgers And then in 1982, my parents organized a bus trip because one of my favorite things in the world was to go to Three River Stadium and watch a game. And so it was the Pirates and the Yankees, and they did it for me. I mean, the Pirates and the Dodgers, and they did it for me. And I'm walking in with a Dodger hat and a Dodger jacket that they sent me. And so the guy uh, at the door says, all right, we're on this bus trip and here I am the lone little Dodger guy. I'm barely, I'm barely 10. And he's like, I don't know if I could let you in, buddy. And my, my mom says, Oh, hold on a second. Handed me the bag. I took the Dodger hat off. I put the pirate hat on, put the pirate jacket. I had the same jacket. (laughs) And he's like, all right, you can go in. So I I went in, I got Dusty Baker's autograph for the game. And I, uh, I just remember one thing that I did. I I remember I'm going to alternate. I'm going to go between innings. I'm going to go pirates, Dodgers. Then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I kept the pirates jacket on and the pirates won. And I was happy that the pirates won. And then that very same year, 1982, or the 81 season, 82, Dwight Clark makes that catch. Joe Montana, who's from Pittsburgh. And the Steelers are kind of on the downside. And they're playing the Bengals, so I'm definitely going to root for them because I hate the Bengals. And then I start wearing some San Francisco stuff. And it was cool that Joe Montana kind of looked like Barry Manilow. <laughs> yeah, you know, that made even better. Barry Manilow wasn't cool, but to me, he was, you know. So I become a little bit of a 49er fan. But when the 49ers played the Steelers, all bets were off. If the Steelers ended up playing the 49ers in 1984 for the title, all bets were off. I would have burned all of my my red and gold or what, whatever their colors were because I was all Steelers. And when they went, I think they were seven and zero at the time. And the Steelers roll in in October to play the San Francisco 49ers. And Brian Hinkle has that interception. I'm watching on a black and white TV in my mom's office above their store that they had at the time. And I'm cheering like crazy for the Steelers. It was it was always Steelers first, you know. Then I had this little crush on the Broncos, orange crush on the Broncos. I love John Elway, you know, so I would follow them as well. But when again, when the Steelers played the Broncos. All bets were off, man. I, I was back in black and gold. And then I quit adopting other teams. I got to the point where I was mad at the mistress. Mad that I had a mistress. I was still thick and thin. I was watching the Steelers every single week, but I had another team to fall back on. And then I quit with the team to fall back on. Now, today, I don't have a second team, but if I did, it would probably be of all teams, Washington, because I've got a lot of friends that are Washington fans, and I'll root for them when they're playing, just because I also hate the Giants, I hate the Cowboys, and I hate the Eagles, so I'll probably root for them, and it's local, you know, but if they come anywhere near Heinz Field, or if I have to go out there and I've gone there for a Steelers game. I went there for a Steelers Redskins preseason game back in 05. And I will go ahead and uh they're dead to me when, when the black and gold are on, you know. But we have that freedom to pick our teams. We have that independence to go wherever we want. But once the black and gold infiltrates your veins, you know. There's nowhere else. You're you're stuck. You're infected. Steeler fandom is a disease that doesn't go away. And there's a lot of people. Then in 2017, they said they're going away. Some of them still haven't come back. Hey, stick to your convictions. I I applaud you for that. I don't applaud you if uh, if you're still going on the Steelers chat site and you won't follow them because of kneeling that never happened for the Steelers, actually. But if you're talking about the tunnel incident and you just want to be mad about something, that's fine. But don't come on the chats. If you're going to divorce them, divorce them. That's that's what you got to do. My dad, who's a veteran, went away for a little bit. He came back, and you know why he came back? Because of my nephew, who's a diehard Steeler fan. He's a kid. He's 14 now. Just turned 15, actually. And because of me and BTSC. Because he wanted to follow my Steeler's career. and It's not a career, it's a hobby. And now he's back in the fold, and he loves it. it it didn't leave him. He was mad for a little bit. Got separated. I that's fine. And then uh then he came back and I let him I let him do what he wanted to do. But we have that freedom to do so. We have the freedom to pick the teams that we want. If I see you wearing black and purple, black and orange, orange and brown, red, white and blue with the Patriots, I'm shaking your hand and I'm talking. I'm letting you know that I'm a Steelers fan. Then I'll say something like, hey, we've got something in common. We both hate Cincinnati. And then we'll laugh. And, you know, because we're fans that we have just different laundry and we have different things that turn us on. Some people get excited about different things. And this is what excites me, black and gold. It's been a lot of fun today talking about how you become a fan. It could be family. It could be your friends. I had friends that were fans of the 49ers and Broncos. That was one of the reasons I jumped into, you know. But the guys that I, I remember I converted a couple of guys to Broncos. They were back in black and gold too. They did the same thing that I did because it just doesn't leave you. So that's the only mistress I'm ever going to have. I'm not going to have it in life with my marriage. I'm monogamous there. I will be monogamous in the future. But when you're a kid, you know, you're exploring a few things. But you always go back to that black and that gold. And you remember great moments. You remember the infamous moments too. And that's what keeps us going when times get tough. You know, the Steelers need to be an escape for you. The Steelers need to be your fantasy land sometimes when life is tough. And it gets people through. And that's a big thing to have that. We need that in life. Because in 2022, times are tough again. But if you could escape an hour a week because of a podcast or four hours a week because of a game, then you know what? That's a great place to be. It's like cheers. Everybody knows your name when you're a Steeler fan. And it's one of those situations that if you could get lost in something a little bit and check your problems at the door, for that little bit, it's all good. And maybe it gives you perspective to tackle your life outside of it. This has been Behind the Steel Curtain. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Happy July 4th. Once again, this has been Bad Language. And I ain't apologizing for nothing. I ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train.